0: So I'm Charlie, and this is Claire, um, as you will know. Um, And we're coming in again this week. Um, This week we're gonna talk about, talk about even, our birth stories. Um, Now, Claire's um, might be a little bit triggering for people, just to give you a warning, it might not. Um, But just so that you are aware if um, you have any birth trauma or anything like that.
1: Do it like a mother. Oh, shall, I, shall I start this week? Yeah, yeah, you go for this. Week. You know, with. Um, so, as I said last week, like my pregnancy was, you know, nothing too amazing. Like it wasn't, yeah, you know, it was quite straightforward. Um, I was high risk, class as high risk because I have hypermobility, um, which meant that I was told I had to have a hospital birth that needed to be, I wasn't at a water birth, but in the end I managed to, to um, convince the consultant to allow me to have a water birth. And the midwives are really great about it. And they said, we will welcome you with open arms into um, the midwife led unit because we believe that having a water birth is really important. Um, so we, uh, so I was booked in to be induced, um, one, uh, I can't remember what it was, I was 14 days overdue, and before I, uh, before, when I went to have my last consultant visit, they wanted me to only go like 10 days overdue, because of my condition, because I was high risk, and I managed to convince them to allow me to go 14 days overdue, so I was kind of a bit anxious about being induced, um mostly because of the bad the bad stories i'd heard about it like i'd heard that it can go on for ages that it can be more painful than kind of regular um, natural naturally going into into labor um but actually i woke up at two o'clock in the morning on the day that i was supposed to be induced with uh, what i thought were contractions which i was amazed about i went to the loo i didn't want to wake my husband up um, i went to the loo and there was my mucus plug, which was delightful. It took me <laughs> a morning, um, but you know, it's, it's a kind of a, a fact of well, a fact of labor quite often um, that you'll have what's called the show. Um, so I just kind of kept it quiet, spent like, I, I spent that time just kind of reflecting. which was quite kind of weird because I'm not, I wasn't really a particularly woo person or kind of thinking about stuff, Kind of person like that and um, but i just put like it was like my time i felt like it was my time to just go through that and um, by myself school woke up said i think i'm i'm in labor He was like excellent but we still had to go into um be into the induction ward because they uh because we were booked in and we thought there's no point because the contractions are still they're coming and they're regular but they're not as fast as possible anyway so I went in to be induced um, through the paperwork, no one really said anything to me or came and examined me or anything. Um, we were just there for a couple of hours, just kind of sitting me having contractions. I tried to tell people I thought I was having contractions, but they were kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. You know, kind of me trying to get out of induction. And then the consultant came round to give an examination. She said, you look like you're in quite a lot of pain. Are you okay? And I said, well, I've been having contractions since two in the morning and her face just dropped. And she said, well, why have you not had an examination? I said, I don't know, I've, I've asked. Anyway, we had an examination. I was three centimeters dilated. My water hadn't broke though. Um, so I was put on monitoring and they said, what we'll do is we'll give you a sweep to see if we can just kind of speed things up a bit. Anyway, I had a sweep and my waters broke, but there was blood in my waters. Um, so there was not, not really a panic or anything, but they said, you know, as you're high risk and there is a risk of you bleeding more during labour, um, we will put you on some fluids. So I had a cannula put in and had some fluids. Um, and that I was just being monitored. They said that we think the baby's breech, which... I was like, no, the baby's not breached. The baby's never been breached. And so they did a scan. they were like, no, it's not. He's not breached. It's all fit. It's all fine. He's all happy in there, you know, just having contractions. Uh, So then I got to six centimeters and I asked for a bath because I was, I just needed a bath. Like I felt like I needed a bath and you know, like quite often they say when you're in labor, you, you go into like a safe place you kind of, you find, try and find a safe place. I think because I was in hospital, I felt like I wasn't in a safe place. So I kept going to the toilet and just like shutting myself in the toilet, like thinking I needed to go to the loo. But I think it was more that I wanted to lock myself in kind of a safe place um, and I wanted to just be alone. And I think that's why I felt like like my contractions were quite nice at two in the morning, I say nice, because I was just by myself and I was in my own space and I was in a safe place. Um, so yeah, I went to I went into hospital. Uh, sorry, went into, I went into hospital. I had a bath with very strict instructions that my husband was not allowed. I was not allowed in for more than twenty minutes. That it wasn't allowed to be too hot, and that if I felt faint at any time, we had to call. We had to call a midwife to come and get me out straight away. But it was all fine. That was probably the highlight of my labour, having that bath. Um. So yeah. And when I got to six centimeters, I said, Oh, well, we're going to take you to the birthing suite. Now you're, you know, you're dilating really well. So we went through to a birthing suite. So that the, the fact that I'd bled and I was now on a cannula meant um, that I couldn't go into the midwife led unit. But by that point I was like, actually, it's fine. I'm, I'm good. Like we're getting through this. It's all good. Um, and I didn't do hit at that point. I didn't really feel like I needed any pain relief. I, I had my birth plan that said, no, do not offer pain relief. Um, and also to keep moving around again because of high mobility. If I'm in a position for too long, I get really uncomfortable, and I think that's probably exacerbated when you're in labor. Like, I just wanted to move around. So, then yeah, I went to the birthing suite, and things started to slow down a bit, which was really frustrating. Um, and yeah, I got to nine centimeters. I was I drinking was, loads. Sorry, that's baths. There's a thing about do baths. Yeah, I don't know if it's that or not that I kind of maybe had the fear that I was near like that I was near the end I don't know it could be a bath or it could just be that I was a bit scared that yeah this is all going to come to a head because I you know I was like six inches like not much time now uh little did I know there was about another 12 hours to go <laughs> um so so yeah um and yeah the midwives were amazing like absolutely I could not fault anything they were so lovely um you know making sure I was moving around saying why don't you try this position like standing on the bed and, and things like that Al was just up and down to the shop getting me more lucozade <laughs> went through so much lucozade and I was doing this breathing that was like hit my kind of version of hypnobirthing breathing but Alison, I just sounded like a cow so I was going to, and still to this day I remember this noise like
0: I have friends who said that. They moved their way
1: through the... Yeah, but <laughs> it was good for me. It was good for me. We had rock music going on. Like I said, right, I want Linkin Park. I want 30 Seconds to Mars. I want the music as loud as possible. And the midwives kept coming in saying, God, it's a good job it's not busy today because you are making so much racket <laughs> with your music. But it's what I wanted. You know, it was like the perfect labour, absolutely going fine. And I got to nine centimetres Like I really need to push. And they said, you can't push yet or we advise you don't push extra, not 10 centimeters. And you could end up like basically destroying your cervix forever. Like if you stop pushing now. Um, so I was like, okay, okay. I was at nine centimeters for about three hours. And before it had been like a centimeter an hour. Um, and so the consultant came in a bit concerned that I wasn't kind of getting any further so he said right your contractions have started slowing down so we're going to put you on the hormone drip i was like i don't want to go on the hormone drip put me on the hormone drip and the midwife at this point said um i know i'm not going to offer you any pain relief i'm just going to say gas and air might help a bit and i was like yeah just give me the gas and air like because by when you have the drip it does get a bit more intense Mm -hmm. um and so yeah i was on gas and air kept getting really scared i was going to have a hangover because I felt so pissed like I felt so drunk so I kept stopping in the middle. I was like stop don't stop as soon as you stop breathing it will go out of your system so I was like okay fine um so yeah I kept uh was on gas and air um and that was all fine um and then the consultant came again and saying right your baby's now getting into distress so this is where it just just to warn anyone I might get a bit emotional actually I haven't spoken about this for ages um I have had actually I've had um treatment about this because i found it really traumatic um uh yeah the, your baby's starting to get a bit distressed like its heart rate is going up really high when you have a contraction then just dropping um and the fact i needed to push it's so the midwife the consultant left The midwife said i'm gonna just strip your member i'm just gonna get strip your cervix back because his head is stuck behind your cervix so he just went like that his head came through um but then I wanted to push and she was like okay you can push now so I was pushing 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 nothing was happening his heart rate was going up then dropping up dropping um the consultant came in and said right this isn't like this isn't good like we're he's getting in quite extreme distress now so I'm going to try and get the baby out now this is where it gets really traumatic so please please if you do have any if you had ever had any birth trauma or you're kind of trying to get over things, I recommend you just skip a bit here because it starts to get a bit intense and I'm going to start crying. Just going to warn you, um, probably. Um, so yeah, the, the consultant said, right, we have got 10 minutes. Well, no, he didn't say we've got 10. He said, we need to get this baby out. So legs on stirrups, brought the stirrups in. Midwives were arguing, saying you can't do that. She's got um, hypermobility. Her hips will dislocate. Um, and then, uh, so I had one midwife on each leg, trying to push my legs back in. Um, and then, um, the doctor just went in with his hands and tried to pull Ollie out with his hands, thinking I'd had an epidural. Um, in my notes, I did not have an epidural, but in my notes that the consultant wrote, he said that I'd had an epidural. I had not had an epidural, I was still on gas and air um so at this point the midwife said basically just turned around to him and, in his face and just said stop if you want to do this to my patient you take her to surgery you're not doing this with your bare hands and he kind of um looked a bit taken aback and she said in this hospital and in fact in this country you cannot have a mat, you know, you cannot do this procedure without having a cesarean pack open, especially as my patient has this condition that means she can't have um, an epidural. So I can't have an epidural because it, what not, is not necessarily going to be effective um, due to high mobility. Um, so anyway, he said, right, we've got 10 minutes to get this baby out. So I suggest we get into surgery right now. And at that point, which I think is the most traumatic thing, I looked at Al He'd been like bored to anything for this heart. He'd been so bored for this entire experience. His face went white um, and he thought we were both gonna die. Um, So I was just begging for a cesarean at this point. I was just like, just get the baby out. Just, I just need to get this baby out. Um, And they took, uh, yes, they took me to surgery. I had to basically sign to say, if anything happens, it's not their responsibility, which is, I think it's just like a standard thing. Um, went into surgery, they were trying to put a spinal in my back, uh, same as an epidural, basically, they just, do it, they just administer it differently, I think, um, while I was having contractions. So you can imagine, like I was like jolting all over the place because I was having contractions, and they was trying to get this massive needle in my back. Anyway, as it happened, all fine, got it in, um, forceps, had forceps, they took. They pulled Ollie out, um, and he started crying, he, you know, straight away started crying. Um, which was a great, obviously a great thing. Um, and then, uh, but as they pulled him out, the cord snapped because it was wrapped so tight around his neck that, that that is what was presenting him from coming down naturally is that basically whenever they were trying to pull, whenever I was pushing, it was kind of pulling his neck. Um, so if that, and, and the thing that I find upsetting is if that consultant had used his hands to pull Ollie out, that would have happened just in a birthing suite. Like it wouldn't have happened in surgery. They didn't have anything to stop the bleeding. They didn't have anything to, you know, anything. So he was rushed away with pediatricians. They said, that's completely normal um, for an instrumental birth. Don't worry about it. And then I just remember looking over and Alan, the midwife just said, he's got massive feet. (laughs) Um, And the midwife said, in my 10 years of being a midwife, I have never seen such a large pair of feet on a baby. He still has massive feet. <laughs> he still has massive feet. Um, and yeah, I had to have, also had to have a manual removal of my placenta. It didn't come out naturally, which meant they the consultant again had to get his hand and basically do that inside my, my uterus to get the placenta out. So I was on antibiotics for about two weeks afterwards, two different types of antibiotics to prevent any infection. But it was a very traumatic end to the labour. Um, but the beginning was like textbook amazing. Like, I don't remember feeling pain. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people talk about it as very painful. I didn't feel like it was painful. Um, and yeah, it was a very traumatic labour, which kind of came back to haunt me later. And um, I think we'll probably talk about this this in a future podcast because it's a really important thing. How in my were you life. like the, the day,
0: like the few hours after, and like the day after?
1: So I was okay. I think it was just, I was on autopilot. Like, you're just like, right. I, I remember going to the, we, we, I asked for a private room and they were fine about it, but I think it, it, it was, because it was a traumatic birth and it was like, so I, at 2am, I felt the first contraction on the 2nd of March. He was born at seven minutes past midnight on the 3rd. So, um, it was a, it was like a 22 hour labor. Um, I'd actually been in labor for about two weeks before then slow labor really horrible um and yeah so then um yeah i, I remember feeding a lot he was very mucusy but that's apparently quite normal from an instrumental birth as well it's like the shock and um, they don't have enough time to get everything out of their lungs He was very mucusy He was very sick they didn't really want to let us out of hospital until he'd fed um but because he kept being sick with mucus Mm -hmm. Um, It's very hard to feed him. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a really hard, I would say it's pretty hard, very hard, like 36 hours, but at the time I didn't really think it was, I thought, this is just, this is just what it is. You know, It it is what it is kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I have had, um, I have, I say counseling, but I've had, I've had, I've been to see a psychologist about birth trauma because, um, I really struggled with it and it, and because I didn't deal with it, I think at the time properly, it got it got worse and worse and worse and it culminated in really bad anxiety um went on it about six months eight months ago and postnatal depression so um yeah i would say if you have got had any type of birth trauma get help as soon as you can as soon as you feel something might not be right and we're going to be doing some hopefully some campaigns and things around that in the future because i I, it's you know it's really important uh, it's really important thing to me but um yeah Sorry, I feel like I've hogged like a lot of time with my birth story.
0: That's cool. Mine are quick. <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah. And, you know, if you do have any questions or comments, please do. Um, you know, if you want me to go into any more detail about anything, then I'm happy to talk about it. It's all kind of therapy for me. So
0: It's one of those weird things, isn't it? Like when I was pregnant, I didn't necessarily want to know about people's birth stories in one sense.
1: Mm.
0: but in the other sense I did because I wanted to know what to expect yeah, and what all the possibilities were and everything so that you're kind of prepared for it yeah. Um, so I, that's why I opted for the midwife-led unit because it was in the hospital so yeah. if anything did go wrong I could have gone into hospital and that would have been fine whereas I thought if I'm at home, yeah, I was too far away mm. it didn't sit well with me but um, when I had Ted, so we were in London at the time, so I gave birth in, East, in an East London hospital. So I, I'd just been really uncomfortable for, like, days. Um, and God, so this is, like, nearly 10 years ago, so <laughs> my memory's not really great. But um, so I, I remember the evening before being really uncomfortable and thinking, I think I'm going into labour. I think this might be it. And my husband going, yeah, no, you'll not be as fine. We've still got time. And at this point I was like overdue by two weeks. So I thought that, I don't know, but, um, like in the middle of the night, I just, I was a bit uncomfortable, um, like tossing and turning, didn't really sleep. Um, and then kind of got up at seven in the morning went about what we'd normally do to get ready and kind of eight o'clock I was like I really think we need to go to the hospital like I really think I'm in labour and like being our first there wasn't like a number to call or anything like that at that point you you just turn up um the hospital that I was at anyway and um so we did that and we're kind of waiting for ages and I was just really uncomfortable having like mini contractions but I had a similar thing to you they were kind of like no you're not you're fine you're not at all but no one examined me um but I went into a they weren't particularly busy when I went in so they put me straight into a private room and um I kept saying to Gary I think my waters are broken like just because it's like trickily like it doesn't ever gush does it when like in the films <laughs> um it's just kind of trickly, um and then and I remember saying to him, and he really, he always thinks it's hilarious. I said to him, God, if these are contractions, then this is my breeze. <laughs> um, and then they came in and broke my waters for me. And I was like, okay, <laughs> your, these are contractions. And <laughs> um, I did try gas and air, but it never really, I don't know if I just don't breathe properly for gas and air, but it didn't work. <laughs> Had no effect whatsoever. Um, but I'd said in my birth plan that I wanted a half dose of pethidine. Um, so they gave that to me. Um, and I mean, before that they kept trying to get me on the bed as well. So they broke my waters while I was on the bed. Um, and I would said that I want to stand up while I give birth. So they kind of rolled the bed up as high as they could. So I can kind of just lean on the bed Mm. and, um, but every time they wanted to check me and check um Ted's heartbeat they wanted me to get back on the bed and so they'd roll the bed down like it became this huge thing they'd roll the bed down and then get me back on the bed and after the second time that they did it I said to Gary I can't do that anymore like it's so painful it's ridiculous um so he, the next time they tried to do it he was like no you need to find a way to check the heartbeat and check make sure she's okay without having to get on the bed and they kind of I remember at this point I was starting to get a bit out of it <laughs> <laughs> and I remember them having a little bit of a kind of like well we needed to go on the bed he's like no you need to work out um and it turned out that I was the first person they'd ever had in the hospital giving birth standing up
1: that's ridiculous
0: yeah so a junior doctor actually came, poked his head in and said, um, oh, you're giving, I've heard you're giving birth, standing up, can I watch? But this was like mid-contraction, Excellent. and I just Sugar. remember going, no! And like, when I look back on it, I think, oh, I should have said yeah, because, you know, I'm all for that kind of, you know, come and watch if it's going to help your studies and experience and stuff. But, um, yeah, just a really bad timing for him to actually ask me. So it was, it was midday, they broke my waters, and I don't really remember much of it because I'd had half a dose of pethidine. <laughs> so I was like properly spaced out. What I do remember is kind of it being almost shuddery. Like every time I had a contraction, it was like a shudder and wanting to push. Um, but I didn't necessarily listen to the midwives. And I just let my body do what it said it wanted to do which means that I did tear, Okay. Um, but I gave birth to him, Um, I had nothing to compare it to, so I couldn't say whether it was hard or not at that point, Um, comparing it to my second birth, I'd say yeah, it was a bit harder, but at that point I was fine, you know, they kind of Caught him. <laughs> Apparently, the midwife was like just like sat leaning against the bed underneath my legs, between my legs. Which, <laughs> and this, I, I don't remember any of this. Um, this is like everything that Gary's told me. So, um, yeah, and then I, I mean, they made me sit on this. I try, try to remember, I remember trying to feed him straight away, like while they were still trying to, they gave him to me straight away. Yeah. Um, and Trying to feed him, while they were trying to sit me on this weird little stool thing, so that I could get the placenta out as well. Um, but then he got he was taken. I remember Gary disappearing because he went with him. Um, he didn't cry or anything. He was like the quietest baby, um, and he slept the whole night that first night. We were in hospital. We had to stay in hospital because I gave birth at—I think it was like 10 plus five—and so it then had got really busy so I had to stay in hospital the night but in a private room it was boiling. I remember it being really really hot.
1: Hospital's,
0: um, like hot. Hospitals are so hot all the yeah, time. Yeah I mean I I get it, babies are gonna you know they were nice and toasty inside weren't they like so they're trying to keep them nice and toasty but yeah it was ridiculous. I didn't sleep very well but he's compl- really, probably because it was so hot, <laughs> slept really really well. Um, and yeah I remember like after just giving birth having to get up on the bed and being like oh my god I did it um like the pathogen had worn off worn off at that point um and my legs shaking so much that the midwife was like from standing up all that time the midwife was like my god I'm really struggling to stitch you up here because you can't keep still so I had midwives holding trying to hold my legs still but my muscles were properly shaking because of having stood up for so long. um but with with Frankie um so I'd kind of been uncomfortable overnight kept going to the toilet um and Gary had gone to work so he sets off for work at six in the morning and at seven o'clock I rang him and said I think I'm in labor and he was like god I've just got here like why did you make me come to work? Why didn't you say earlier? <laughs> so he literally turned round and came home. Um and obviously I was in South End, so we you you call the midwives, don't you? And they talk you through it on the phone and and then they kept saying to me, just stay, wait till your contract contractions a bit closer. Um and they were, for me, they were progressing quite quickly. Um and I remember calling them again saying, I really have to come in because I'm not sure I can take the pain for much longer mm. um, so it was like ring my next door the my friend who lives across the road um Kate and she took Ted luckily for the day kind of worked out nicely with kind of having childcare for him just because it was in the day um and we went to the hospital and my contractions got Progressed so quickly, I had to stand in the car park holding onto the railings. Gary had to, there was no to park, so Gary had to drop me off. I stood on holding onto the railings, had a contraction, and then got managed to get to the front door of the hospital, had a contraction, I and then it. managed to get in
1: it's like an actual
0: film that's like an actual film isn't it <laughs> managed to get in and got to the lifts i remember the woman on at costa coffee um saying to me uh, the woman who was on the tills are you okay and i was like "So right i'm just in neighbor.
1: <laughs>
0: standard yeah um got in the lift had a contraction in the lift and as the lift doors opened there was a guy there was a nurse stood there was a male nurse and he kind of just looked at me and went straight because the door was just around the corner to the to midwife-led unit. I opened the door, got all the doors opened and everything for me. Okay. Um, and I'm having contractions as I go in in. And then it was empty, completely empty. Just two midwives in there, nobody else.
1: Amazing. I've been so
0: lucky about how empty it's always been. Um, and they got me, managed to get me on a bed to to check me. And I was like, I can't, like, she literally just kind of like looked and went, yeah, you really far along. And this is like, this was, must have been like 10 o'clock, if that. Um, and they were running the birth pool as I went in. And halfway through, my husband said, yeah, there's no point. Just, you might as well empty it. You're wasting water. She's not going to get in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah I, I mean they gave me i said again that i wanted a half a dose of pethidine and they gave that to me um and this time i did it on all fours just because it was there was no bed it was it was more like it's like a really low bed in the midwife led units um so i was kind of more on all fours and it was a lot more comfortable than the first time um and i just remember keep asking my husband all the time what time is it what time is it and him going why do you keep asking me I was like because have I been doing this forever because I remember like with Ted the first time around time did such weird things like I thought I'd only been like in labor for an hour or so and it hadn't been like five (laughs) so I kept saying to him like what time is it because if we've been here forever we've got to go and get Ted we can't leave him at my friend's house all the time we can't sleep there like we've got to go and get him And he's like don't worry about it and then um, so got around and this time I listened to the midwives to, about when to push and when not to push and then um, so she came out it was fine she screamed her head off Um, complete opposite to what Ted was um, and yeah the first thing I said to Gary was what time is it again and he was like it's six minutes past 12 and I was like oh my god like I got her out before lunch (laughs) um and then yeah they kind of I'd managed this time not to because I'd listened to what they were saying I'd not torn or anything like that I just had a couple of grazers amazing um so yeah kind of just sat there had completely forgotten to put all like my wash stuff in the the bag my hospital bag so um ended up having just kind of like a a weird splashy shower with like the hand soap and stuff because I'd completely forgotten to put anything in my bag Put my sweaty t-shirt back on <laughs> um and yeah we kind of just sat there because there was no one in we just mooched in the room for ages they brought me oh I do remember that actually before having a shower I was holding her, and all of a sudden I was like whoa like and I had to lie back, and she was like, yep, yeah, that's the pethidine just kicking in for you there. Oh, no. And I was like, so i just given birth without any pain relief? She was like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, and there's me thinking I was having pain relief, and that that was, you know, I was doing it with pain relief.
1: I must say, like, one of the best things, that's just made me think, right, just sitting in the room, one of the best things that happened after birth, when they brought me in a cup of tea and some... To- freshly buttered toast oh my mum always yeah. said to me my mom always said to me oh the best thing about when you guys were born was um was toast. toast I was like mum it's just toast and it was good toast yeah and I gave Al strict instructions when he so he left after Ollie was born so he must have left at like two or three in the morning when we went into the room yeah and I said to him tell you what if you don't get me Tomorrow morning from the bakery up the top of the road, a sausage roll and a cream donut. There's just don't bother coming. <laughs> sure enough, he was outside. He couldn't sleep he outside the bakery for when it opened at like six in the morning. Hot, uh, got a sausage roll and a cream donut. And when he got there, I was eating the toast. And he said, so I didn't need to bring these then. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to eat it all. I'm going to eat it all. And he said, it all. They had to keep bringing me toast because just to kind of... She was like, I'm going to keep bringing
0: tea and toast until the pethidumers will save you up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically. So, yeah, we kind of sat in there and Gary went and got Ted at about six o'clock.
1: Did you go home that day? Yeah,
0: so we went home that day. Yeah. So, like, when I compare... Like, I mean, no birth is the same, but when I compare the two and I look back at what my birth was like the first time around, I think, God, oh, yeah, if, if I'd have had a, I might have thought that was really hard if I had it, if I'd had something to compare it to. Mm. But you just don't know, do you, first time around, what is, and no one does. Even when you hear people's birth stories and stuff, you can't know.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, you know, Al and I have always been like, we only want one child. Um, and, but I think a lot of that for me is because of the trauma I had and yeah. possibly for him as well. Like he doesn't talk about it. And, and that's another thing we want to discuss, you know, discuss is kind of how men deal with these things as well and how it can affect men. Because Al, Al said to me, he thought we were both going to die. For, I mean, it might have only been for about five minutes. Um, but yeah it was quite it's quite hard for him as well um, yeah, and that's probably you know a big part of why we've decided only to have one one child because it's affected us both in such a way, but then the next birth might if you know if we did have another baby, then the next birth could be well, it'd be completely different exactly, completely different, so I think that's the important thing to think about yeah, yeah. Wow. Well. God, we've spoken for ages. I know. (laughs) They're going to have 20 minutes out the window. I know. (laughs) great to chat to you again. Yeah, as always, it's lovely to chat. All right, see you later. Bye.